last episode, tinalakay natin ang proseso at halaga ng produksyon ng personal protective equipment sa ating ekonomiya. Ituloy natin ang usapang hashtag pandemic economics dito sa ETC TV. I think Kuya Ross, also na-address na rin niya yung uh, question natin regarding imports and exports. Since may kinalaman siya dun sa, uh, production, sa local production ng PPEs, siguro ang magiging question ko na lang, since na-introduce niyo na po yung uh, exports and imports and yung effect na dun sa price, uh, sa price ng PPE sets, siguro uh, ang magiging question ko na lang is regarding dun sa, uh, dun sa choice ng government to 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 buy from uh to to import PPEs rather than uh to parang mag-rely dun sa ating local producers since ang alam ko nagkakaroon ng issue regarding sa sa prices na medyo overpriced daw yung from China compared sa Philippines so what can you say about it po you know like in Econ we have this thing called specific specificity rule so the specificity rule uh, basically talks about like uh, you have to address the specific problem, not just like the problems related to it. So, for example, there's a corruption like issue with the import of PPEs. But then you also have to consider that like PPEs, especially from China, where you also like as I said, naman diba, yung material mismo it comes from China. So, like intuitively, production of PPEs in China, like with that same material, would be cheaper. So, yeah, you have to address this specific issue. Like, if corruption is the issue, then address the corruption. But I guess you can't like um, invalidate the benefits you get from trade. Like, if it's cheaper, talaga, if it's faster, it's it's medical grade. Like, wouldn't that be better for society in general? And with regards naman to the like the issue of the local producers na bigla silang nawala ng business, well, it's a solution, di ba? Na parang magkaka-income yung local producers. But there's also like other like ways to provide for uh, these businesses. So you, you can provide loans, you can provide grants. But then the problem again there is parang like in our experience talaga, like the bureaucracy was really hard like just to get a grant for like the company, like the workers. So, parang, I guess it's really weighing it. Parang, it kasi yung problem with mixing like economics with actual conduct of public policy. Your um, assumptions, like even the benefits of trade, like, like there's a time dimension pa to it na, like, okay, we say na, MS Mure. So like we just we should just import yun yun, but then, yun like there's the corruption thing and there's the local producer thing. So, and dami ko na puntahan na angles. So, I guess really is parang good governance, like whatever your choice may be, would like be the the key determinant to your outcomes. So I guess what I really wanted to say na lang is parang uh, industrialization is like it's really uh, 
like a very heated issue pa rin up to now especially like with economists and like interest groups like like even with kumare with the farmers diba parang trade is always being brought up and i guess as economists kasi we have to really empathize then with them kasi yun nga that's always a problem with economics eh. the theory is not always the same as practice kasi with practice and dami pang uh, politics na mangyayari and dami pang bureaucracy na pagdadaanan so and dami opportunities for corruption so dynamic distortions dun sa market so you don't really get the the, out, the optimal outcomes so i guess the industrialization uh na pinupush natin uh it's something that we have to remember it would be better like it would be better tackled in the long run kasi like if you can if you think about it kuwari ngayon like we talk about uh protective suits like not all can shift readily to producing protective suits and like assuming everyone can shift readily to protective suits uh I don't have the data right now but given the current distribution between the sectors we won't be able to supply for the entire market we would still have to import so ayun i guess uh, the key thing is really like to really be vigilant uh, in what the government does and sadly um the government is uh well some members of the government are using the pandemic as a veil and like as a distraction for us and for them to like really do corrupt stuff which is like really disheartening especially in this time yeah actually just kind of like a side thing i wanted to ask for um yung sa um donation drives kanina um okay. hanggang saan yung ano lawak nung scope nyo like Mostly Metro Manila lang ba, or were you able to like reach the other parts of the Philippines then? Okay, so I made a post about it, and I don't have a complete list of the hospitals, but uh, well, my ad hoc team, <laughs> uh, we really just targeted um Metro Manila hospitals first because it was really the time na uh. The hotspot of COVID was in Metro Manila, so we targeted the public hospitals. Then uh, we reached out then to some hospitals in Rizal and in Bulacan, because uh, we had to consider then the network. Like, if you had contact persons, na we would be able to coordinate with para mabilis ma deliver yung PPEs and like alam namin na mapupunta sa ladon sa uh, medical frontliners. I see. I yeah. see. Sorry, this is just really interesting for me because right now I'm taking okay. urban economics, Econ okay. 1 and 6. And it's really interesting because one part of um, urban economics is um, the thing about uh, urbanization or industrialization, I guess, is that, um, again, so like from rural, na medyo, yeah, yung the idea is like rural, tapos very measure layo from the city tapos and then you mentioned yung from like being able to uh, reach that the certain areas like Rizal and Bulacan and kasi may contact doon 
it's like it was really interesting for me because they're they're fairly more developed compared to the really remote areas that we can't reach and in part na din kasi yung sa quote unquote urbanization na parang medyo mahirap kasi since one una it's really the pandemic and it's not like we can travel easily that was yeah. aside from that it's not like mahirap then especially we don't really know if like may mga nangangailangan ba doon So remote areas na yon. That was like, how can we contact them? You know, since like given all these things, like ayon. Some things that I wanted to think about na parang how is it that like how can we um really reach out to those that may need but we couldn't hear that they needed stuff, pala. Well, I'm, that's that's really just a me question, not necessarily. Okay. I don't know okay. if you want, yeah, because like very interesting to think about. Like, um, the the government really does want to think about like if it um I guess in theory since it's prioritizing young prices, we can say that yeah. we it's kind of prioritizing like giving access to the people. No. Yung mga nangangailangan. But then, like, for me, is, um, talaga bang nakukuha nung mga nangangailangan yung kailangan nilang gamit? Yun lang yung para sa akin. So, I don't know if you want to add to that. That's just a me thing. Yeah, it's okay. Kasi what uh, we did, I'm gonna speak from my experience na lang. So, background pala, I'm from Bulacan. So, I was in Bulacan while oh, okay. all of this was happening. So, Being an org person in college, I really just reached out to uh, my network, and I guess uh, we have this notion, de ba, like in economics, right? uh, the market knows what it wants. So, it's, although like not explicitly, like being the market, like reaching out to. Um, Civil society groups, which like have uh, hand on ground, like we have people on ground. Parang it made it easier, like to connect with them. Because uh, we have to admit, our local governments are like limited in their capacity, and and I guess in the future, uh, if we really like want to make the response more immediate, more more immediate, more efficient. Uh, we have to empower then the local government units. Because, parang ang nangyaring talaga ngayon in the pandemic, especially if you observe yung nangyari sa Metro Manila. And that's Metro Manila palang ah, na parang pinasa nila sa city governments lahat ng nangyari. So everything was not coordinated like at the start, which made it messy for everyone and for the economy. So I guess if the government wants to do that, the government should empower. The local government units, because parang ang labu lang na like ang may capacity talaga government, but then ipapasa mo sa local, tasi hindi mo naman siya empower. So I guess to address those inequalities between urban and rural uh, economy, you must like really like fix the institutions, rationalize it, even. So, did I answer your questions or curiosities? Well, I, I think you did. No one was. So it really has to be kind of. Um, it has to come from those in power, I guess. 
and then kind yeah. of help the really smaller sectors na din, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, policy makers and experts like have this debate na parang uh, we're not spending enough like in the Philippines and to some extent I agree because uh, like and uh, coming from experience parang kulang pa rin ginagawa ng gobyerno and but what I have to add is uh, we have to make the quality then of like the aid given by government really like better because yun walang kwenta yung size like no matter how much money you have if the people can't access it because of the bureaucracy like admittedly we don't have like the data or like so parang there's that fear but then uh economists pressuring us now hey uh, the debt to gdp ratio is kind of fine like that's kind of better pa than other countries but then uh you can't blame normal filipinos like like not having to trust the government because they don't feel it eh. so yun. Yeah, and then I guess that in turn kind of um, affects your expectations. Then, of yeah. like in terms of like expectations, terms of like economic terms, I guess not just like expectations of government. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that's all from me, though. Do you have any other questions, Hannah? Ako um, siguro parang kind of a reflection lang dun sa this sa, sa discussion nato. Now it's good to emphasize na. Uh, kailangan nating empower yung each each other and katulad ng uh, donation drives na sinagawa ni Kuya Ross meron din tayong role to to uplift each other pero we need to call for government's uh, action and good governance kasi side by side dapat siya yeah so add ko na lang din kasi parang i think very untapped yung civil society groups of Philippines and if meron man parang doon mo malilink yung mga corruption na nangyayari kasi uh, if you remember like growing up as kids uh, we saw this uh, parang pork barrel scam where NGOs bogus NGOs like they were given like budgets yung congress kasi yung house of reps kasi medyo ano na sila parang medyo distant sila sa local communities kasi parang like for me like I don't know anything the my congressman does but ayun, I guess we have to like institutionalize like really working with civil society groups kasi ayun, sayang yung potential and as you can see naman admittedly it's the youth organizations that really stepped up and like uh coordinating with the private sector to collect aid and yun, like even though na super disappointing ng government I have hope na like we really have good people here in the Philippines kasi like those initiatives they prove na they prove our potential for really making uh, government good eh. so sayang pero laban lang Yes, laban lang. Pwintuhang itisin naman sa susunod na episode. Now, we want to ask about your experiences of being an ETC member or how it... Anong natutunan ni Kuya Ross pagiging ETCer niya? Abangan dito sa ETC TV.